Welcome to the Playbook for Amazon podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Lieber, and the goal of this podcast is to share what's working today that's helping my company, Turnkey Product Management, sell over eight figures per year on Amazon for our clients. We will share with you the actionable steps, systems, and playbook that you can plug into your business to boost your sales on Amazon. Let's go. In today's episode, we have part two of our interview that we had with Ezra Firestone. He is a man of many talents. He has smartmarketer.com. He has Boom Cosmetics Company. He does so many different things that we'll talk about uh, in this interview, but it was so awesome to come on because I got to pick his brain um, on so many great topics. This is honestly one of the best podcasts that we've done because he just shared so much knowledge, right? We talked about how to hire the right people. He literally walked through his actual job description posting of a recent job posting that he did, and it was brilliant the way that he set it up. And um, so he went through that, and then he also walked through um, how to onboard and how to train and set up your team members for success. And I I learned a lot personally from that. Um, And then we talked about how to build an audience off of Amazon, um, you know, how to do those things like Shopify and social media and content and um, and he gave some really, really great tactical tips of how you can get started with that. And we talked about just how to build a team and, and set goals for the long term and use your team and work together and how to have fun in the process. So it was a really, really great episode. And I think you're going to get a lot out of this. So let's dive in. Hey guys, so today we are hanging out with Ezra Firestone from smartmarketer.com. And thank you for coming back on the show. Ezra, how are you doing today? I'm back. Hey man, I'm doing really good. Thank you so much for having me on. I love talking about business, talking about Amazon, talking about marketing. Um, really appreciate folks like you who are out there putting out value, helping merchants, helping sellers. So yeah, happy to be here and thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. And uh, so yeah, last episode, uh, that was episode 19. We dove really into your background, your story, how you got to where you are today. And so we'll kind of pick up where we left off and start diving into some different topics but can you just give like for the recap the 30 second overview of the different things that you're involved in for even though most most people already know all those things yeah um i built and sold a multi seven figure amazon business um i sold my equity uh january of 2019 i currently operate a 20 plus million dollar a year um direct to consumer physical product company where i do my own manufacturing marketing support all that stuff. Um, I have an apps company for Shopify stores where we, you know, extend the function of Shopify through applications that bolt onto your store and allow you to do cool stuff like building landing pages and sales funnels and upsells and things like that. And I have a company called Smart Marketer, which is an information publishing company. So we create courses and education on how to have digital business go better, you know, Facebook ads optimization, project management, Google, that, that kind of stuff. Um, and they all kind of dovetail, you know, I do it. I'm like mostly doing stuff and then I document what I do and share that with business owners. And then any development that I am using myself, I open source to business owners through, through the app company. Yeah. It's crazy how much you've built. Like it, it seems like there's so many different pots on the stove. When I listen to that, it like stresses me out. How do you manage all of those different things? Do you have different well, teams you know, on I, each one? Or? 
it's fair. I have a hundred people who work for me. I have a hundred employees, so hundred plus. And so I've gotten really good at delegation and at team, at infrastructure, at scale, at process management. I started out as some guy on a couch in Brooklyn in a 300 square foot apartment doing it all myself. So I have really traveled the, you know, the, the path of do it yourself entrepreneur to CEO who has team. And, um, you know, I go really deep before I go wide. So I don't, I didn't start, you know, um, Smart Marketer until Boom was up and running. I didn't start Zipify until Smart Marketer was up and running and had team and infrastructure and process and some of these things that like allow you to, um, you know, handle multiple cycles. And another kind of reason I'm able to do what I do is like, I'm no longer driving. I'm not on the road making the turn. I'm navigating. I'm talking to the people who are driving. I'm seeing what's coming up. And when you're on the road, you can't see the mountains in the distance. I'm holding the container, the vision, figuring out what we're doing next, interfacing with my advertiser or my copywriter or my project manager or my social media director or whomever, giving them feedback, talking to them, but I'm not actually doing the things anymore, you know? Um, so I do a lot of like talking to people and seeing what's going on and figuring out what's coming next. And so I do you know, I'm able to do a lot in and handle all this because of um, the skill of delegation that I've been practicing for 15 years now, you know. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, there's times where it is stressful. Welcome to business, man. It's always stressful, no matter what level you're at, there's intensity. And it's like, while everything is going terrible, everything is going really wonderful all at the same time. It's like things are amazing. And they're also tough in certain areas. And that's just kind of the polarity of, of being an entrepreneur. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I just remembered that I had my director of operations. She's also my sister. She went through your, uh, I think it was an online training course on how to build a team, how to delegate. And that really helped open up some things that we didn't even know we needed to learn. And then that helped us grow from five employees at the time to now we're over 13 full-time employees. And so um, that was really, really, that was, really cool. Yeah, the smart project management training. And, you know, that's really one of the, things that a lot of um, business owners get caught up in is is micromanagement and trying to do it all themselves and not ever learning how to hire and train and delegate and run process and manage systems it's like eventually scale comes from outside of you i mean you can get pretty far by yourself with with contractors by the way uh, i i like to say that uh one to three people with contractors can very easily build a multi hundred thousand dollar business. Um, one to six people with contractors can very easily build a multi million dollar business. And somewhere around six to 10 with contractors can build a eight figure business. Um, and also, the more help that you have, the more you are able to do. And so one of the skill sets that I try, the way I have people frame it and the lens I have them view their business through is that of buying help. It's like, I'm going to buy help for my business in this area at this price and this number of hours per week. And then I'm going to invest in that help and have them up level their skills. So I'll give you an example from my own business. Um, I said, Hey, listen, you know, I took a woman who had never done anything in social media. And I said, she'd never even worked on the internet, but she was technically savvy. She was working at a restaurant. She was a millennial. She grew up with technology. And I was like, listen, within three years, I want you to be the best social media manager in the world. Here's how we're gonna get you there. We're gonna put you through these courses. 
you're going to read these seven blogs four hours a week. They're all going to populate into a Slack channel. You're going to take notes in a journal. We're going to meet once a week and talk about what you learned, what, how you think you can apply it to um, our business. You're going to um, you know, go to these events. And so we gave her like a trajectory and training and education and the ability to cut her teeth on our business. And so well, the point that I'm making is that help gets better over time. Like when you're buying 20 hours in week one from someone, that same 20 hours in week 12 is worth 6x what it was in week one. And so when you think about buying help and then investing and having the help be more and more capable, over time, the compounding effect is such that the returns on the help that you're buying are unbelievable from what they were when you first started buying that help. And so I like, try to have people look at their business in that way. And the amount of kind of value you can get out of one person working eight hours a day who's who's being supported and who has a goal and has a path that's leading towards getting them there, who has a skill that they're developing and acquiring and has resource and assistance and getting better at that skill is amazing. And one of the things that most entrepreneurs, do-it-yourself entrepreneurs like me, like you probably um, get bogged down in, and I got out of this early on because I saw it as a trap, is the technology is the you know Amazon sponsored search and the Amazon listing and the Amazon customer support and the Klaviyo and the Shopify and the Google Analytics and the Facebook Pixel and all the technology and how it all talks to each other and the settings and the, like being in there sucks up all your time. And so one of the first things I like to get some people to do is to get somebody in to running all the systems. So you can still talk to them about what's going on in there and but you're not actually in there trying to manage the technological infrastructure that is your business. And that frees up so much space. It takes a while to actually get out of it. But once you are, there's a lot of freedom there and a lot more opportunity for you to do essentially higher level work or work that's a little bit more valuable to the overall operation. Yeah, and that, that really relates to like sustainable scaling because sometimes companies want to grow too fast. They hire too fast or too slow. And so what are maybe some of the mistakes that you see people make or that you've made when trying to sustainably scale a company? Yeah, you know, I think it's really important to look at what you outsource first and what you bring in-house first. And so one of the things that people try to do is to try to bring everything in-house all at the same time, and then that's too overwhelming. Or they outsource everything and they never bring anything in-house and now they're really um, reliant upon outsourcers. And the problem with outsourcers not really wonderful agencies like yours who are really taking care of their clients and doing a good job but like a lot of agencies just have a whole bunch of clients and all the work filters down to the lowest common denominator if you don't have an agency like yours that has integrity that's been in the trenches that knows what they're doing and those are hard to come by you end up with work that's not that great and nobody cares about your money as much as you do so so the first thing i would do is outsource customer support you should not be doing that. Customer support for your products is not that difficult and you can teach someone how to do it. Outsource that or hire that in-house, right? I, I like to bring things in-house. So get that one off your plate. Design, development, video editing, copywriting. Those are all things, well, copywriting you as the probably as the business owner, the vision behind the brand, the story, you're probably gonna do that. But design, development, video editing, those things, you're not really gonna bring those in-house quickly. Those are gonna stay outsourced. But advertising or um, you know, operations and project management or social media or, and I'm not familiar because I have not been in the trenches of an Amazon brand in like a year and a half of what the actual ongoing cycles are. But it's like some of these things you want to 
bring in-house sooner because they are more um, valuable to the business. So for me, I always, I always wanted to do, I was, I'm an advertiser. I grew up advertising. I was a poker player and then I became a Facebook, a, a Google advertiser in like 2005 and never looked back. So I always had the viewpoint that one of the skill sets that I, I wanted to really master and know how to do and learn and be, you know, capable of in-house was advertising because that push, that's the fuel that drives the car of your business forward. Right. So I wanted to be good at, at, at pouring that fuel properly so that the business could move forward. And so I always wanted that one in-house. So I bring that in-house first in a new business. I'm going to do, I'm going to outsource customer support, and then, but I'm going to insource advertising because I want to have that capability or someone on my team to have that capability who's really going to care, who's really going to monitor, who's really going to watch, who's really going to optimize it. Um, so I, I don't think I answered your question. I'm kind of just rambling here, but, but I do think there's certain skills that you really want to own. For example, product. You should not be outsourcing product. You should be as the CEO deep in product. What are you selling? Why are you selling it? What value does it have? How does it fit into the overall, um, you know, um, brand vision? Like don't outsource product. That's something you, that is like the heart of the brand. Same thing with like kind of copy and messaging and story. You got to be involved in that because that's like the heart of the brand, right? Advertising actually is something you can outsource because it's just pouring fuel onto this thing that you've created, which is your brand. And I personally like to do it myself, but I know many eight-figure brands who still to this day outsource it, who disagree completely with the, you should control advertising. And they say, no, it's too complex. You should let someone who knows how to do that, do that. And you should focus on brand and story and supply chain and product. So there's different ways to approach this, but, but I don't think you should um, outsource product ever. Yeah, I love that. I think it, it really depends like who the business owner is, who your current team is and what their actual capabilities and strengths are. Like you said, someone like you, you know, you have more technical capabilities so you can take on the ads yourself. But we talked to some companies that they, you know, the owner has no interest in doing it and they don't have anyone on their team sure. doing it. And they're, but they're, they're bleeding money on Amazon PPC or in some of their marketing efforts. And so, you know, it, for some people will say, yeah, keep it yourself if you're nailing it. But if you're not, then, you know, hire someone to do Outsource it. Outsource so, it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but real quick, you know, you asked what is the main pitfall? And I think it's trying to bring too many people in at once. One person, when you're first learning how to bring people in every six months, max, takes you a couple months to like get in sync with someone, get them going, hold them accountable, give them goals, train them up them feedback like you know but then it compounds it's like it took me like two years to get to five people and then another two years to get to like 60 kind of thing you know what i mean so it's so eventually you can start bringing in people faster once the wheels spinning and you've got ongoing cycles but i think don't hire too fast yeah that's absolutely great advice um so let's switch gears a little bit so a lot of the clients and people that are listening to this or that we'll talk to at turnkey have the majority of their sales on amazon they maybe have a shopify store set up but it's maybe doing you know 10 percent, 20 percent of their total sales they're not really focusing on it too much so what would be your advice for someone that wants to build an audience and build that brand off of amazon so that they can control that for the long term um, I think Amazon's really wonderful cash flow. 
you know, really wonderful business asset. You know, you can sell your Amazon listing, your Amazon brand for let's say between a one and a three multiple of your yearly profit. Great. And if you want to increase the value of the asset of your brand, you build your own infrastructure off of Amazon. You're going to need a website like a Shopify store and all the technology therein, the email list, the Facebook pixels, all that kind of stuff. And you're going to need to drive visibility. So the beauty of Amazon is it's both the platform and the traffic source all together. Off of Amazon, you have to build the platform and you got to take traffic and drive it there. And so the first thing is to set up the infrastructure properly. I've got a free course on my blog, smartmarketer.com that talks about uh, how to set up uh, your Shopify site properly. So set that up and that will just, people will find you through searching for your brand. Like you'll get about 5% of the sales. So you make a hundred grand on Amazon in a month you'll make like four to five grand on your website just from people searching for your brand and finding you and buying from your site. So just get that done. Then the first thing to do is to set up retargeting. So for the people who do find you because they searched your brand, because they knew about you on Amazon, they're coming to find your site and they land on your site. You want to remarket to them to get the, you know, set up Google remarketing, Facebook remarketing, just to pick up all the remnant available sales that are there. And then once that's all in place and you got your, pre-purchase email sequence and your abandoned card email sequence and your post-purchase email sequence, your email sequences are in place, your infrastructure exists, then you can start driving visibility to try to generate your own sale on your Shopify store. And the simplest sales funnel is video advertisement to product page. Two assets that you need to dial in. Create a compelling, well done, and this does not mean highly produced. My most successful videos right now are face to camera iPhone videos from my customers talking about why they love my products, but video ad to product listing that's optimized. I have a whole training. We can link to it on how to optimize your product page on Shopify. And the best video ad formula I have right now is called love demo love or the testimonial sandwich face to camera, customer testimonial talking about why they love the product, the ownership benefit of the product, what the benefit is the product uh, of owning the product is why they like it, how it's changed their life, how it's affected them maybe three of those 10 seconds each then demonstration of the product in use and then three to five more 10 15 seconds each and that formula love demo love testimonial sandwich i'm spending literally twenty five thousand dollars a day right now generating the lowest cost customer acquisition in the history of my business which is 10 years old right now today february 23rd 2020 fourth 24th 2020 and uh, that formula is working for all my mastermind members. So it's like high-end, compelling um, video ad creative. Of course, you want to run image ads and carousel ads, all this kind of stuff. But the 80-20 rule, you're going to get 80% of your success with video ads. So get good at that. Get an optimized product page and start working on that. Um, and I got a whole free training on also on like how, how to work on Facebook ads in the Shopify Academy. If you're not a Shopify customer, I'll post my link. Sign up through me. That is the one thing I was just telling Jeff, I'm not an affiliate of anything. I don't promote anyone's stuff. The only thing I do promote and have promoted from the beginning is Shopify because I've been there, you know, I've been on team Shopify since day one. And uh, anyways, sign up for Shopify. You get my courses for free in their academy that teach my Facebook ad strategy, including love demo love. But I also teach you how I target, how I structure my campaigns, the whole thing. And so I would say, you know, once you have your infrastructure of your store and all that set up, then you focus on, what I teach in that Shopify Academy course, which is how to get visibility over to your store. And and take 10% of your money from Amazon and invest in that. Starve your ponies, feed your stallions. If Amazon is your stallion, it's a terrible analogy, by the way. But if Amazon is your stallion, 
feed that, go deep there, launch more products there, double down on what's working, and then take 10, 15, 20% of that money and invest it in expansion, but not at the, um, not at the expense of, of what's working for you. Always do more of what's working in business. Try to double what works. Don't try to add something new. If you can't double what works, sure, go add something new. But you first double down on what works, always. <laughs> nice, thank you for laying that strategy out. So I mean, a lot of people, and video ads, like you just talked about on Facebook, well that's now here in the Amazon world too. So there's ways to get Amazon video ads up there too. And so- I don't even know about know. that. This is why I'm trying to find out about, I'm not in the, the orbit of Amazon anymore, you know? Yeah, no, it's here and uh, it's it's gonna just grow and grow and grow and there's a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline with video ads, retargeting ads related to video. You can customize video ads to specific keywords. So there's a lot, a lot of really cool stuff that's coming. Can you, uh, can you yet drive traffic from on Amazon to stores off of Amazon or they're not letting you do that just yet? Uh, yes, there are now ways to uh, to do that through some different programs. It's like invitation only or agency, you know, certain agencies will have access yeah, to yeah. that. So like we're an approved agency for that. Um, but there are ways wow. to get access to it um, where you can use the pixels off of your website or you know, off of Amazon That's and vice versa. pretty exciting stuff, man. Yeah, Amazon's just like, you know, they're roughly three to five years behind Google. I, I feel like they're just kind of, a little bit behind, but like they're they're getting there, and they'll probably end up surpassing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's so cool. So, I got to get back in that game, man. Yeah, I mean, you'd be able to crush it with with your guys' capabilities and everything. So uh, back in the Amazon life. <laughs> yeah, and if you yeah, I'm happy to look at that for any. I don't know if any of your brands are on Amazon because you. We're, we're not on Amazon. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, we're not on Amazon at the moment. We we I sold my Amazon brand and uh, I've been able to fill my supply chain pipeline with my own advertising, so I have no reason to be on there. But I, cool. But at some point, I'm going to need to expand. Maybe I'll sign up for your service of helping me expand on Amazon when the time comes. You yeah. guys do launches launches of brands on there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Maybe maybe sometime later this year. Yeah. Whenever you guys are ready, just let us know. Um, so speaking of trends, so I mean, I've seen you on stage and you know through your social media, you, you seem to be very good at you know knowing what trends are coming down the pipeline. So I've seen you talk about Pinterest and Pinterest ads years before they you know became really popular. Facebook Messenger, you're way ahead of the curve there. Um, so I wanted to talk to you a little bit. What trends do you see coming down the pipeline in well, the next couple of years? You've seen the SMS revolution coming, right? You see everybody talking about SMS. That's mm -hmm. one that's like a, um, a communication uh, point between businesses and consumers that's going to continue to grow and, and be, I'm building an app in that space actually for Shopify merchants. So that's a good one. But you know, the funny thing is like, there's all these trends, but at the end of the day, the fundamentals are what win ball games and the fundamentals are have a really amazing product that serves the world, serves your community, does its job that people are happy about when they get, that is awesome, that has value proposition, that is not just the same thing everyone else has. Have incredible customer support where you really respond quickly and you hear people out and you support them and you offer refunds and like be, be a good steward of the internet and a good merchant where you take care of your customers and then market and drive visibility and optimize and make good creative that's compelling, that tells story. And if you get those three things down, marketing and sales, product and support, those are the only three things you need 
to have a business work well. And the trend that's happening now is that the sales um, for off of Amazon, I'm not going to speak to the Amazon trends. I'm not deep in that. I'm not steeped in that life in the way that I was a few years back, but uh, off of Amazon, the trend is towards the buying decision happening higher and higher up the funnel. It used to be search, find, buy, which is what it still is on Amazon for the most part. Someone searches for a query, they find your product page, they make the decision to buy it. By looking at the product page, they click. Now, further and further from the actual offer page, the decision to buy is made. It's being made with watching a video on social media, seeing a customer testimonial on YouTube, clicking a link to a blog post that's an article, that's a case study, testimonial story about someone who used a product. They've decided to buy by the time they visit your product page, which changes, I mean, still, I'm Mr. Optimization Guy, and I will tell you all the ways to optimize your product page, because I still think you need to do that work. But the work that you do before the product page is now even more important, and that was not the case before. So your storytelling at the top of the funnel will dictate your entire success. If you do not have awareness ads working, and I recommend starting with love demo, love testimonial sandwich formula, which I teach in that Shopify course, um, you, 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 the rest of your funnel is not going to matter. You have to get that to work. And it's way more important than it ever was. Yeah, that makes complete sense to me. Um, okay, so I want to, I was just thinking about what you're saying about, you know, onboarding employees and training them the right way, supporting them however you can. But what are your tips for hiring, for attracting the right person to set yourself up for success right because if you hire the wrong person you can try to do all that stuff and probably won't work as well as it could have if it was an all-star yeah i'm a big proponent of working with friends and family and everybody tells you not to do that although you work with your sister i heard you mention earlier but <laughs> yeah. the benefit of friends and look you're going to spend a lot of time working you might as well work with people you know and love two people who know you are not just going to be yes people they'll call you on your bullshit they'll tell you what they think they'll stand up to you they'll really give their opinions and i try to create a culture of that if people are willing to express how they see it what they feel what they think i still at the end of the day i'm the ceo i'll make the decision i want to make but i will at least listen and i may not take their feedback but i want to know about it i want to be objective and listen to it and so i first look around everybody's looking for outside themselves i'm look i'm taking inventory of what do i have access to around me who do I know? Whose cousin is someone who's interested? Like, who do I know that might be interested in this? I go to them first. Then I go to all my friends. Do they have any friends who might be a fit for this? And I have them apply. Of course, I use workable. People apply. I've got questions I ask, like, why do you want this role? What do you think makes you good? a good, you know, I, I can give you my list of questions. I'll open up workable here for the, I just hired for a um, customer support uh, role. Uh, in in uh, one of my brands, um, Smart Marketer. And I put it out on Facebook. I put it out to my network. I email my list. I put it out to my employees and I say, send this to anyone you know, all your friends, the whole thing. Um, I, you know, I do all that. So I get a bunch of people in and then uh, actually I'm hiring for Boom customer support right now. It's loading. So, so I, 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 you know, here's what I say in my description. Hey, are you interested in working remotely? Yes, seriously with a fun and talented team, talented team, then you maybe you should come work with us. Who are we? We're Boom by Cindy Joseph, the first pro-age cosmetic mind that celebrates women over 50. We're looking for someone who above all can provide stellar customer service. This involves being kind, patient, and knowledgeable. Sound like you? Good, keep reading. Your day-to-day -day tasks will involve helping customers and readers with their orders, questions about products, et cetera. You may also provide feedback to our development team, cross-sell products, and give overall positive impression, give an overall positive impressive, impressive of 
impression of the Boom brand. This is a part-time position that requires availability both Saturday and Sunday. Requirements, you must be motivated with a positive can-do attitude, eager to learn and take ownership of duties, excellent communicator who works well with others, efficient and well-organized, able to work remotely from home with uh, team communications via Slack and Zoom, a fast typer with good technology, able to work evenings and weekends, and understanding of e-commerce, the big plus. Benefits are competitive play, pay, work remotely from home, be a part of the friendly, enthusiastic team that believes having fun is part of doing good work. And we believe investing in good people, Boone is a growing company and there are endless opportunities to learn and advance your skills. Then it's like, fill, this is what we say up front. And it's like, fill all this stuff out. And then most importantly, on the application form, we ask these questions and they have to write in. What makes you a good fit for this role? What are your strongest interpersonal skills? Share an antidote that highlights some or all of these. Quickly describe what excellent customer service means to you. Share a time you either, either gave or experienced great customer service. Tell us about your experience with computers and software. Are you able to work consistently, work on Saturdays and Sundays? Though I look at everything, but the answers to those questions, I then take the people who answer the best, in my opinion, I'm, I'm the guy making the decision, and I put them to the phone call screen. My, my team leads have calls with three or four people and they pick the person who feels, feels the best out of those. That's our, our process for, for support roles. And each role is a little bit different. Like if you're a copywriter coming in, we give you an assignment to write a article and then we have six of the submissions that come in like that and we all read it blind and rate it. We don't know whose is what. And then we look at the one that has the highest rating amongst everybody and that's the person that we then have an interview with, that kind of thing. Wow, well there you have it. Your master hiring process <laughs> literally just gave me the whole well, I mean, transcript. That's, one of them. that's yeah. awesome. But, yeah. but the key for me is, you know, I do a lot based on gut feel, what feels right, which is why mm -hmm. we always have a phone call. And if it doesn't feel right for any reason, I don't care how strong your resume is, you're out. If I know mm -hmm. it's not going to be a, you're not going to have the same mm -hmm. sort of energy and, and feeling and be, you know, enthusiastic and positive. It's like, it's not going to work to, or do that. Um, and yeah, I really go for, community friends of friends family friends of family i mean i really like and and you know it's cool because like i have now six husband wife teams that work for different you know some some like a couple of them work for the same company but a lot of them like the wife will work for boom and the husband will work for zipify and i've got like a couple of my cousins i've got you know a bunch of friends of people on the team so it's just like it it really works for us in that way and we're all virtual you know so i've got people in uh, California and New York and Ohio and all over. It's really, um, I really like that model of work with people that you know. But yeah. it's not for everyone. If you're not up for communication, it's not going to work. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, we have a number of friends and family um, at our company, but you know, maybe half half the company is that way, and uh, it has yeah, been I mean, good. You can't good do, it can't be that way for the whole thing, right? It's going to be tough. Yeah, you run out of family at, at some point. point. <laughs> yeah, at a certain point, you run out of friends and family. Exactly. Uh, so, because um, it sounds like you you primarily started more in the physical product space, but then you went on to you know start smart marketer and selling you know courses and digital products. So, what helped make that transition smooth? To, you know, to be so Actually, successful started, in smart marketer. Yeah, I started um, in the information publishing space as the CMO of a company that um, published. Uh, courses on how to become a life coach. This was 2005 to 2008. So I learned about sales webinars and eBooks. And I learned, I knew I, the first thing I learned how to do was sell information. And I grew up with my parents are teachers. I watched people selling information my whole life. 
They just do it in, you know, relationship counselors, that kind of thing in a, in a room with people. So I've seen the information. I always figured I would sell information. Someone just came to my door here. Um, I always figured at a certain point I would teach stuff and I'd start actually started with that. And I was an educator in this life coaching business way back in 05 through really actually 09. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, round about 2012, um, blogging had gotten real popular and I wanted to participate because it looked like fun. And I started documenting my journey as an e-commerce merchant and it turned out e-commerce was becoming a thing and people were interested in that. And then that got kind of popular and a company called Digital Marketer reached out and said, Hey man, you should teach a course for us. And I was like, look, I'm just a blogger guy. Like I'm a business owner and I blog about my experience. Like I'm not really your guy to teach a course. And they kept following up with me. I was like, well, I'll teach it. So I taught a course on uh, uh, search engine optimization and Google AdWords driven drop shipping businesses using American suppliers because Alibaba and AliExpress stuff like that didn't exist. It went double platinum. People loved it. And then I was like, okay, you know, people were coming with me to change their lives. And I was like, okay, wow. I mean, like there's appetite for this. People are finding it meaningful. It's resonating. I'm enjoying it. I'm going to just keep going in that direction. And I got really lucky to be one of the first e-commerce influencers that existed. Yeah, I'm sure there were people before me, but like I was one of the first, you know, I taught the first course for the Shopify Academy back in 2013. I, you know, I just kind of now, I just was one of the first people to really go mainstream as an influencer in the e-commerce space. As the influencer thing became a thing, it turned out I had built an audience, which is all it is when you're an influencer. You have an audience of people who follow you for a particular reason. They find you entertaining. They find your content valuable, whatever. And I had that. And it just kind of happened organically over time. And then I, as I got more sophisticated as a business owner, I figured out a way to monetize it that felt good, which was through coaching, events, masterminds, courses, and, and that kind of stuff. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay, this might be the last question. So to, with building your team as large as it is, having so many different brands, how do you set goals with them as a team and, and hold them accountable to keep you know, moving the needle forward, making sure they're on track and so on. Yeah. I mean, look, our first look, the way our, our kind of overall ethos is have fun. You could die tomorrow. My business partner suddenly passed away. Like you don't know how long you have. I'm not trying to be heavy or bring death into this whole thing. But it's like, if you're not having fun, what are you doing? What is the point of any of it? And that doesn't mean that you're not going to work hard. You're not going to push, but it's like show up with a positive attitude, look to enjoy yourself make it a party, like try to have a good time, make good stuff that serves the world, make truly good products and be profitable and in that order. And if you're doing that, no matter if you're six figures, seven figures, eight figures, you have won the game and you don't even realize it. It's not about how big you get. And you know, then at a certain level, goals become very simple because it's like each department, like, Hey, we want to generate a thousand new email leads a month because we know that email leads correlate to business growth because once someone's on our email list, we create content that they subscribe to and enjoy and then they buy from us because they like us. So, all right, how are we going to do that? Well, we're going to launch three contests a month. We're going to do evergreen lead generation in this way. Like we create the goals and then the, our project managers and our team leads kind of hold themselves and the team accountable to make those happen. And I'm checking in and stuff like that. So goal setting is relative and goals are, are, goals are right or wrong in relationship to what you're trying to do. And so 
you know, yeah, I, I have all kinds of goals with my team. We're trying to get X number of reviews for our app store every month. We're trying to launch X number of new features every month. We're trying to create X pieces of blog content, video content each month. We're trying to get X number of ambassadors to make videos for us each month. We want to spend X amount of money on paid advertising each month. Like we have these, these goals and we're shooting for them. Then we're meeting on teams. How are we doing? Where are we in relationship to this thing? What can we do to get there? And we're trying to like have a good time with it. And then half the time we don't hit it and half the time we do, but it's like, they're more there to gamify the experience of work and not because they really have any other, I mean, that helps a lot, but not because like we're stressing all crazy to meet our goals because, Hey, we want to launch four products a year because the more products we launch, the more repeat business we have, the more repeat business that we have, the more stable we are, the more secure everyone's job is the more valuable our business is. You know, it's like, so I don't know if I'm answering your question about how do we come up with these goals? Um, but we do have them. <laughs> was, was, was that your question of how do we come up with them? Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's great. So like you might, you know, write them down, I'm guessing somewhere and then check, yeah, make sure so, you so check in do, every you know, quarter we or meet, every month. We, we, yeah, once a quarter we sit down, we look at what do we want to accomplish this quarter? We do it in, in uh, 12 week sprints. Like, what do we want to do in the next 12 weeks? We find that. And we still, we definitely have a five year and 10 year plan and all of that. But like, we actually are doing things over the course of about 12 weeks. It's like the most we can actually plan out and then things change. And so it's like, okay, once a quarter leadership team meets, we make a list of what we think would be fun to achieve in the next quarter. We prioritize it and then we set it into motion, you know? Um, and I think most people are only ever looking five feet in front of them once a week, you got to step back top level Tuesday, look down and say, what's going on? Where are we in relationship to our goals? Are we still on the right trajectory? You know, a couple hours a day for the CEO, a couple hours a week for the CEO should be top down. Yep. Perfect. Well, I think that's a great place to end it. And uh, thank you for sharing that. So yeah, why don't you just tell people yeah, where they can find you, what you got going on? Um, I think the best place to go would be to smartmarketer.com. You can find my blog, you can find free courses and all that kind of stuff, or Ezra Firestone on Instagram. Instagram at Ezra Firestone is the happening social media channel at the moment. Um, would love to hang out there. And yeah, thanks for watching, Jeff. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I definitely enjoy following your social media. It's not all business stuff. You post a lot of, uh, you know, your whole, your whole life. Mostly business. Yeah, mostly not business, but you do share some awesome content business-wise too. But uh, yeah. it's just cool to kind of track your journey from afar through that. So I highly recommend all of that. We'll link to everything in the show notes, guys, and definitely make sure you, you know, go take his free courses and all that stuff. And if you're on if you the smart marketer, email list and you're watching this jeff lever turnkey product management amazon advertising amazon launches anything you need in relationship to ongoing optimization or management of your amazon business check them out <laughs> thank you Ezra. i really appreciate it man all right well so thank thank you guys and uh, let us know how you liked the episode and we will catch you on the next one bye so a big thank you to Ezra Firestone for coming on the show. That was one of the best episodes I think we've ever done. Obviously, Ezra is a master of the off Amazon side of things from Shopify to advertising to building and scaling a team. So definitely check out everything that we're linking to in the show notes that he talked about. He provided a lot of really, really great resources in there. And then also, if you're unable to focus on the off Amazon stuff that Ezra is talking about, because you might feel stuck in Amazon operations, or you're just not sure how to systematically scale Amazon so that it's, it's growing on its own so that you have time to focus on all the great stuff Ezra's talking about, 
then at Turnkey, we have a lot of different ways that we can help you, to, you know, depending on where you're at. So we have, you know, full service management, we have PPC management, we've got so many different things, we could coach you through it, but it depends where you're at. So uh, I would recommend you just head over to turnkeyproductmanagement.com and let us know where you're at so we can find what would be a good fit for you. And we'll find a way to uh, help you scale to the next level in your business while, and help you achieve the goals that you want for yourself. So thank you guys so much for listening and we really appreciate your time and a big thanks to Ezra Firestone for coming on the show. Thanks. <laughs>